Hello and welcome to the CISS podcast. This is the On the Spot series by China Forum. In this series, we return to the platform of international forums and webinars, where leading minds in academia, government, business, technology, and media deliver novel, collaborative responses to the global issues of the day. Hello and welcome to the CISS podcast on the Sport Series. I'm Xiao Chen. The U.S. is stirring up muddy waters in the Asia-Pacific region to gain an edge over China. As some countries begin to pick sides with the U.S., the security foundation of the Asia-Pacific is gradually deteriorating in an unobtrusive way. While the U.S. tries to reshape the regional security structure of the Asia-Pacific. Will a Russia-Ukraine conflict occur in the region someday in the future? Professor Zhu Feng, a China Forum expert with CISS, also director of the Institute of International Studies at Nanjing University, gave his analysis at the CISS International Forum, themed "The Changing Asia-Pacific: United or Divided," in March 2022. Please stay tuned. First of all, the entire regional security structure has never been more shaky since the end of the Cold War. A couple of factors is really deteriorating regional security. First, American declared strategic competition with China. But how to define the real content of the strategic competition with China? It's a very arguable question. But since the Trump administration up to the Biden administration, I think the real ramification of the strategic competition as an independent concept has never been more clear. I think this concept concludes a couple of things. It's a very narrowly defined as a U.S.-centered, a U.S. hegemonic enhancement. So, first of all, it's attacking China as the number one international strategic competitor. Second, it also will take all efforts to contain China from economic, commercial, high-tech development. Then, I think the main purpose of this concept. Is attempting to enlarge the power gap between the U.S. and China because U.S. has never been more anxious strategically about the China's purchase of all of the power gap from the U.S. Then the third part is also more worrisome. U.S. not just acting alone. Instead, U.S. want to reorganize alliance system and the security partnership to carry on the decoupling. Even after supply chain from China and regaining Americans' economic, commercial, and security gravities throughout the region, we will see such a strategy is really, really against generalized trends of a regional economic growth and sustainable stability and prosperity. The second factor is then we will see a couple of main regional actors. Not just very decisively leaning to the U.S., but also trying to make use of Americans' turnaround of China policy as some sort of a reliable leverage vis-a-vis China. I think Japan is very typical. Japan's China policy now is moved from the strategic ambiguity completely over to strategic clearance. Then the strategic clearance means Japan will re-jump over to some sort of a military power status. And even risk revising its peaceful constitution to develop its rebalancing China power. Then that kind of Japan now is in horizon. But the problem is 
if Japan completely overchanged its track, then without regional consent on how and、um, what Japan could move and become a dominant military player, then we will see that kind of a Japan also will inevitably trigger new tension throughout the region. It's a spillover effect of the Ukraine crisis. That kind of military conflict is really very deplorable because it's against the Chinese interest. It's also is very very big disruption to the international norms and rules. Russia's move also is some sort of fierce response to U.S.-led NATO expansion eastwards. It also brings damage to Russia's national security. So then President Putin may feel it's totally intolerable any longer. So then, I think the Ukraine crisis is also very typical and a clear demonstration of the how tense between the East and West. If U.S. is still embraced its hegemonic, dominated regional security order, so Ukraine crisis is still enduring. There's quite a little time it will become quickly to any conclusion. So then we will see U.S. now is also launching social media and a diplomatic offense, trying to keep Russia and China combined together as a target of the Western democracy block. That kind of ideologization of the relations for main powers also will continue to damage sustainable security structures both regionally and globally. Then we will see such a spillover effect. Now is simmering. Australian, Japan, probably Seoul also would like to fully get into the Americans' embracements. So then I see the regional security effect is truly very worrisome and even intimidating. So how to eliminate such a negative effect of the spillover from the Ukraine crisis? Now is a predominant task force for all the regional members. So finally, my suggestion is three points. First, as the summit meeting very powerfully demonstrate, the U.S.-China relations should improve as much as we can. Otherwise, if great power temptation could just very disastrously extend from Europe over to the Asia Pacific, then we will see all the regional countries risk sacrificing sustained and long-held regional integration. And economic growth, then it will be very disruptive to all the regional economic development. It's not just a nightmare; it's just happened between Beijing and Washington. Then no countries in the region will find any space to escape from. Then secondly, we also need to stabilize long-held regional security structure. For example, everybody knows it's an ASEAN-centric. Or in other words, it's ASEAN centralism. That means some sort of、uh, stable, open, and cooperative regional structure in Asia Pacific in the past three decades is more reliant on middle power diplomatic and security activism. Therefore, such a middle power diplomatic and security activism will be totally overblown and left aside. Then we will see what kind of dominant force will be jump over to the region. It will be some sort of a new strategic competition. So let's get him back. ASEAN Central Regional Security Architecture. In the past three decades, no matter how effective such design will be, it's a very nicely and creatively balanced regional security design. So ASEAN also very anxious about how. 
they can modify great power's competition. Last points are well made is I really hope the Washington could recognize that any unstoppable and no modified greater power or hegemonic stability actually has been in collapse. So U.S. couldn't just over dominant the regional security anymore. Then all the countries should be equally and seriously listen and attend it. Then. We can have a sustainable, balanced, and a prosperous security regional order. Thank you. That was Professor Zhu Feng, a China foreign expert of CISS, also director of the Institute of International Studies at Nanjing University, giving his perspectives on the security challenges of the Asia Pacific. Thanks for listening.